Namaste, and welcome to our continuing series on Savitri. Savitri is the message. When this came to my mind, this title, I had read that Mother said, Savitri is the message, all else is preparation. So we uh, still have some more evenings of the message, and now we are in Book 7, the Book of Yoga, page 478. I will begin at the small break. A conscious soul in the inconscious world, hidden behind our thoughts and hopes and dreams, an indifferent master signing nature's acts, leaves the vicegerent mind a seeming king. In his floating house upon the sea of time, the regent sits at work and never rests. He is a puppet of the dance of time. He is driven by the hours. The moment's call compels him with the thronging of life's need and the babel of the voices of the world. This mind no silence knows, nor dreamless sleep. In the incessant circling of its steps, thoughts tread forever through the listening brain. It toils like a machine and cannot stop. Into the body's many-storied rooms, endless crowd down the dream god's messages. All is a hundred-toned murmur and babble and stir. There is a tireless running to and fro, a haste of movement and a ceaseless cry. The hurried servant senses answer apace to every knock upon the outer doors. Bring in time's visitors. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Report each call, admit the thousand queries, and the calls, and the messages of communicating minds, and the heavy business of unnumbered lives, and all the thousandfold commerce of the world. Alok Bai, there's so much here, <laughs> so much to cover. Please begin for us. But first, there is the um, wonderful word of hope. A conscious soul. Soul is always conscious. That is not the problem. The problem is not the soul part is the solution. But it is in an inconscient world. It also means that as we grow conscious of the soul, we become more and more conscious of the unconsciousness of the world. One of the signs of the soul development is that you feel like a stranger in the world. As long as one is not conscious, you know that story of that lady who came here and was admitted into the yoga and she says, one day she tells the mother, what have you done to me? Why? Before I took to yoga, I had a very wonderful view of the world. All is good, all is nice, born on me. <laughs> now I have become aware of so much which is ugly, so much which is <laughs> painful. And the mother smiled and said, now take the next step, go further and discover the one behind everything and everywhere. <laughs> so, so there is a phase, there is, there is a time when we are well adjusted, so called well adjusted to the world and its ways and we don't even realize that we are uh, in a kind of trap, a prison, we don't realize it. Life is moving mechanically. We believe that we are very busy, so it's so wonderful. And we are busy doing, um, probably most of the time, uh, spoiling God's plan. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for man. <laughs> and uh, yet we are very happy, you know, earning some little uh, name, fame, money, all this, you know, uh, relatives, getting married, getting busy. This, this is the average life of the human being. But then a time comes when we begin to wonder, what is this? Is it all? 
in many it takes the form of a crisis unfortunately so there we see in savitri the door inwardly opens or rather she has chosen it through a tremendous crisis same thing we see in the gita arjuna has lived with krishna he has moved around with him he has called him his friend madhav keshav come let's go for for a walk let's have a stroll and one day he is confronted with the stark fact that they whom he loved felt are his own they are ready to stand against him and not up against him against dharma which is so obvious and he just can't digest poor fellow is shaken to the core and he has what is his choice either to take up arms against his own loved ones and dear ones or else to leave the game and go out and be become a sanyasi i had heard and maybe you can confirm this that mother too was fed up with human beings <laughs> well both mother and shubindu have shubindu is such a perfect gentleman that he won't use the word but time to time you know a word or two slipping here and there one can see that uh, it is not at all easy to live i and i compare it like this that as a human being if you are suddenly finding yourself surrounded by wild animals who don't understand you though you understand them so <laughs> you can't be like them you can't start clawing and biting so uh, something similar to divine beings and that's what i keep reminding that every time we see humanity we should also see the divine love otherwise it is miserable the only way one can survive sustain continue with the journey when we look at humanity as it is uh, stands um is by remembering divine love how she what she must have experienced i can't even imagine what they must have experienced living amongst all of us uh ingratitude lack of faith doubt um you know shurbindo has said so but i have my own views ideas opinions all kinds of things so how they would have uh, you know taking upon themselves all the issues so this is a phase when savitri now wants to go inside there how do i meet this challenge this is not her personal challenge but it's a cosmic challenge there is death somebody whom she loves is going to die that's how she starts the yogic journey and then she realizes that it's not just about herself so many this love which gets broken at the slightest uh, pretext upon earth how it can be rooted deep on earthly soil unpolluted uncorrupted pure holy with its transforming power love is that power which she has embodied so to root it and that's why you see death keeps on telling her no no what you are calling love is nothing but just the gland the emotions the effervescence because that's what love has become and she keeps reminding him no what love is and how it can be restored to its pristine purity so death stands as the very opponent love is the power that unites matter to the divine lifts it up is the power of union of matter and soul of world and spirit of world and god um but what humanity has done to it is a different story altogether and therefore death stands as its very opposite this is no way i grant you few hours of love not more than that in little gifts little and things little gifts here and there <laughs> yeah. and then life is mechanical routine everything is the same that's how it and then she tells him that you are the one who has you know created an unbridgeable gulf he's the one he has created so human beings by the time they are 40 50 become cynics or they become practical two ways of looking at the same thing okay so <laughs> so practical you see all that is very fine but basically in you know practically you have to see now this is how the ideal becomes a ridicule a, a matter of uh, all these are shubindu's words so is ridiculed jeered mocked oh you see savitri surge when she reaches the mental world uh, there is oh there is somebody who still seeks for the soul is there a soul there <laughs> somebody still, who still yeah, seeks yeah, the other one yeah. <laughs> write your name in the book of the elite and we'll be happy to give you an insignia you are 
one of us that's it that's all that is required don't seek for the soul and savitri says i cannot rest here so this is where the journey start the parable of the search for the soul what does she find in the beginning is what is being described here first finding when we look within is chaos and if we have not found chaos yet within then we are still not dived a few inches what a chaos we are pulled by every little knock every little thing in life not shocks knocks if you see people the way they attend the calls the way they are constantly pulled outward by every senses in a bazaar you just walk down the um, promenade here and as you go you see you know people are pulled by everything they see everything they hear experience this is the matter of discussion whole day so this is what she is describing he is describing the real time yoga in real time how does it start they have their pacifiers also yeah yeah there yeah, this is of course pacifiers so whatsapp uh, now you know so many things together are pulling us outward a conscious soul in an inconscient world inconscient's world this world is ruled by the inconscient it has formed it out of its you know so called nothingness hidden behind our thoughts and hopes and dreams who is hidden conscious soul it is hidden behind our thoughts and hopes and dreams and what is it doing an indifferent master signing nature acts hmm. so this is the first stage of the um, shubhendra speaks of three stages of the soul uh, recognition or evolution one is when it is anish it it is still the master can't you know but the master is blind lame but still he is not he is the master so all the managers ministers come and ask his signature and he is indifferently signing whatever comes on the table he signs so an indifferent master signing nature's acts leaves the wise gerent mind a seeming king so there is somebody else actually who is deciding on his behalf and everything is the buck is passed on to no no it's he's the boss he's the boss <laughs> so boss doesn't even know that in my name what all is happening nature is because without that it cannot continue master has to give the sanction now here because he is totally hidden behind indifferent he doesn't even know exactly nature is mind is busy with 100 errands so it just signs whatever nature brings uh, wherever it takes one goes so this is the stage of anish not ish then the stage is sakshi between it he begins to see what's happening around witness and then he becomes ish he says no 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 this must change in his floating house upon the sea of time floating house everything is always moving jagatyam jagat so there is no stable ground if you look at our state mood from morning so some people say no i act according to my truth so what is your truth well what i feel inside now you know what you feel inside in the morning is very different from what you feel inside after one hour what you feel after few hours what you feel on an empty stomach what you feel when your stomach is full and these feelings keep changing all through which is considered as i am being myself true to myself see look at it it's a floating house there is no anchor there is no stable ground in his floating house upon the sea of time time itself is all the time shifting itself see there are huge loops of time which are coming into play on top of it there is the human mind um, swami vekananda described it very interestingly i think it was from shri ramakrishna when he was asked that uh, how does the mind act he says you know mind is so restless he described it like imagine a boat and which is being rocked upon a sea which is in turbulence and there is the staff of the sail staff and there is a monkey out there sitting on the sail staff so that is the state of the human mind so how does it become still that is the big challenge 
So one of the ways is, this is now my own words in this part. Because when I read it, I said, so how to make it still? So give the monkey a job. Don't leave him jobless. You see, jobless minds are the most restless minds. Give him a work. That's why work purifies. Give a work. Nobody is there to give a work. Give a work to yourself. In in military, because you know, it's a very high-end work. But you don't have a work on an everyday basis. After all, you know, you don't... If there is war, there is... So, there are certain works de- designed like... Every day, there will be certain number of shelling, both sides. <laughs> this one. But that cannot be done all the time. Sometimes you are on a peace time. Most of the time, you are not on the border, so you can't be doing shelling. So, the joke that used to go is... You know... Gadda hodega, you know, dig the ditch. So after it is done, ha sa, what to do next? Now fill it up. So, you know, <laughs> devise a job. The mind needs. So to concentrate, work is one of the best means to teach the mind to concentrate. So that's why it is said an empty mind is a devil's workshop. Why? Because now chaotic impulses keep coming. So give it some work. Of course, if you are, the mind has graduated through work into a stage where it can constantly remember the Lord or reading. These are wonderful works. Give some work so that the mind can, that restless monkey is very happy holding a carrot and eating it and for some time he is. So this is one of the ways. But that's for later. He is driven by the, he is a puppet of the dance of time. He is driven by the hours, the moment's call compels him with the thronging of life's needs. So what are the things that compel him? Oh, I am hungry. After some time I need this. I need that. So he's all the time running in life's needs. There is a slight um, you know, sense of humor also here. When mother was asked what, what really are life's needs? He said actually there is very few. <laughs> it's almost nil. And yet Every day we have certain things, modicum of necessity, which drives us. And the babble of the voices of the world. Uh, this one is Babel. Babel. <coughs> Tower of Babel, right? Yeah, the Tower of Babel was uh, going to be built and it could never be built because there were so many different voices. They couldn't understand each other. So the Tower of Babel never got built. There's an interesting uh, notice here also that seven lines later, we have Babel. Hmm. So we had Babel and Babel. Babel, something babbling, always talking, like a brook can babble, people babble. So this is Babel. Tower of Babel is the, mother spoke of Auroville as a Tower of Babel in reverse. Because... I I hope... (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm praying for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, here is, you know, uh, a description of the mind. This mind no silence knows, nor dreamless sleep. People say that I didn't see any dream. It means we were unconscious. Even from the point of view of pure science, every night we enter from the surface into the dream phase, what is called as rapid eye movement. Uh, Very scary if you actually look at a person's eyes during that state. So, all the system is going through an overhauling. Your pulse, blood pressure, everything is, you know, onto an overhauling system. And the eyes are moving rapidly, all this, this actually happens. So, during this phase... Uh, the system is on, you know, as if nature is uh, washing out many things and resetting the balance. That's what it is doing. But that process is, um, nature has perfected it. So during that time, one often dreams. So there are stages through which one goes. So there is the dream sleep. After that, for few moments, we touch the core, which is the... Alpha. Yeah. Alpha, we... Yeah, from the EG point of view, but we touch the deeper state from where we, for just a moment, we touch the soul. And then we come out fresh and rejuvenated. But there must be time enough for it to touch that core. Now, those who know how to touch the core can do it without actually sleeping. But the distance between the surface and the depth is so much 
the the more number of messages and everything that we have registered all that the mind will go through that haze and maze which is a long process a whole jumble so there is nothing like dreamless sleep we say that we haven't dreamt because we are not uh, conscious enough we don't register things and don't bring it to the waking state one of the signs that one is um, developing in yoga is that it often uh, brings back the memory of the dream state because it makes us conscious in the unconscious so we become aware of the dreams and then of course the significance etc children have it almost yeah consciously yes. easily yes because they are not uh, so much um, like adults fortunately <laughs> in the incessant circling of its steps thoughts tread forever through the listening brain the circuits of the brain are all the time active current is running and thoughts are constantly impacting where do these thoughts come from they come from the entire cosmos so they are coming from different layers it toys like a machine and cannot stop there is not a moment when the mind stops that's why one of the ultimate criteria that a person is dead is the brain dead when actually nothing is happening nothing is being registered in the brain so brain dead because uh, otherwise the mind is constantly active actually the entire human body system the heart is constantly active all the systems if you look at it that way about the human body it's fascinating what a machine it is that <laughs> for decades it continues just imagine the heart constantly pumping constantly and nobody tells it it's it's like nobody has at birth said okay watch you have put the automatically it goes on and on and on and it knows how to upgrade downgrade depending on you know the people we meet and it goes on serves you for 70 80 years all the nephrons it's if one could see it in real time even the thoughts that how they run through the brain the synapses the current it's just amazing so this is the machine that goes on into the body's many storied rooms endless crowd down the dream god's messages so the dream god is the world which is behind this tangible visible world so there are many sensations and perceptions of which we are normally not aware ordinarily so people uh, must have noticed that almost all the pains increase when it is night <laughs> because <laughs> consciousness tends to automatically come back and we begin to register things which we had not registered and a little pain here suddenly amplifies to what extent so all the sensations here there from the body's toe to the brain all the little things which have come to us begin to rise up in that state of sleep from the subconscious all is a hundred toned murmur and babble and stir meaningless talk like that so many of the images 90% of the dreams come from the subconscious sometimes if one sleeps on a heavy stomach so one has nightmares well known if you have slept with a kind of watching a movie which is full of you know lot of excitement and um, violence then it goes on inside the brain uh, sometimes you may even complete a half seen serial but that's not how we should sleep but people who sleep with animated discussions not uncommon in human settings i was going to say indian settings but i don't know human settings so all this goes on because you have started triggered a thing now people think you now it's over it it's not over by saying it's over there is something called in brain as mirror neurons so whatever you have experienced even for 5 10 minutes it goes on mirroring repeating itself into the neuron that's why they say that when you go to a hospital tell something nice 
so it will keep mirroring even after you have gone give a nice smile and say but if you go and say oh my god i heard you had corona oh my god and then you add television network i believe lot of deaths are oh, poor fellow is there you know <laughs> yes even in pondi we had so many cases he is <laughs> wanting to hear from you some positive word now after you have gone this keeps mirroring inside <laughs> he was not watching tv so was safe this <laughs> joke about it that someone asked uh, two people roaming around without a mask and something he said how come you people are corona free he said because we don't watch tv so <laughs> we have a little common cold it passes away now you know so this is the impact because this all visuals and graphic details and it it has an impact upon us fear fear creates panic panic uh, accelerates the immune system into a hyper response a lot of people died because of that it's a very well known thing that's why people started using steroids the reason is because they discovered they'll not tell you that it's because of fear and panic which because you know who are the creators i need not uh, speak about it but steroids came into use precisely because people discovered many are dying because of hyperimmune response your body it's a normal virus which has come or an abnormal virus whatever you want to tell it normally your body would take it halka thandi hai zukam hai and you'll be fine <coughs> but now the mind has stored up messages subconscious i have a cold uncommon cold no no more a common cold no no dangerous cold so what happens mind is the master organ the wise gerent soul is not having a say mind has been given absolute authority he says i must uh, fight out this fellow so it becomes extremely aggressive virus is he says i came just to take a little bit two three days rest and i'll go away <laughs> now you are cascading so virus also you know becomes very aggressive it's a known thing actually so both ways on one side the virus is aggressive you have turned the body into a battlefield and hyperimmune responses start creating damages to the body because even immune response lot of people autoimmune disorders are there so they discovered that steroids are helpful because of the hyperimmune responses so this is now established but nobody will talk this way that you know it's because of fear and panic which people have created so all these things are there all is a hundredfold murmur and babble and stir there is a tireless running to and fro back and forth a haste of movement and a ceaseless cry this is a um, very much like a modern approach of life fast food life where everything must be quick 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 how many minutes you will get delivered your food and everything the, the way the ambulances come and take you Uh, when i hear the hooting sounds i i sometimes wonder that whether this man will stay alive through this process have you heard i don't know whether inside you can hear it or not i hope not it is such a hooting sound makes you feel that uh, now it's a question of minutes your life is hanging by yes. minutes and unless uh, i don't know inside whether you actually hear the sound or not but it's not a good there must be something more or at least this should have a parallel something playing inside which is uh, beautiful as you enter <laughs> so this is uh, all the time all this is happening a haste of movement and a ceaseless cry the hurried servant senses answer a pace senses are servants so all the time they are hurrying for everything a little touch here and you know what is it a bite then smell and taste and eyes and ears and everything all the time they are reaching out to the mind because mind is the sixth sense mind is the integrating sense mind is not buddhi in indian psychology buddhi evolves out of the mind that's later initially buddhi is the discerning intellect he is the one who holds the reins the rein is the mind and the senses are the steed that's how it is described do you see the ceaseless cry as the uh, <coughs> the wanting the need the desire the plenty, demands plenty just every, every sense it's exactly so 
for instance now in whatsapp one of the thing we all have now you can't uh, stop you know that and also because if you have to answer is part of your job so you can't completely uh, stop that i mean life is organized like that but what you can do is there are many for instance videos and this thing you need not open everything otherwise mechanically every video you have to open and see to the end and you have to also give a comment not needed so just focus on that focus on itself will be big enough list just focus on the things which are essential and uh, especially groups the less you go the better it is this is just some practical techniques <laughs> so <laughs> otherwise you'll be flooded so fix a time when you will check it's one of the ways the hurried servant senses answer appears to every knock upon the outer doors which are the uh, where the senses are picking up the signals from bring in times visitors report each call <clears throat> admit the thousand queries and the calls whose queries are these they are not like query is query it is like uh, every impact uh, the mind has to know you know that's meaning give a meaning it must change it into a perception because these impacts are coming purely as energy impacts they are like for instance our eyes uh, we don't see the tree by the eye we see it with the mind the eyes are only reporting the photons as they are entering it's all it's a stream of energy entering now the pattern is such this one of the challenges in neurology pattern recognition how does the mind recognize build a pattern so it picks up that those signals that's why it, if the signals are disordered because of certain conditions there is a condition called as cortical blindness where you are actually seeing but you say you are blind and you are not feigning fascinating conditions so you are getting all the signals in the brain now the mind will come in okay okay it's quickly gathering everything making a perception giving a meaning meanwhile another is coming third one is coming fourth one is constantly it is coming streaming in live streaming so this is what admits the thousand queries and the messages of communicating mind this is not bad bad enough huh? this is quite big job then there are directly not through the senses directly communicating minds they may be sitting far away thinking about you intensely and you have those as they say hiccups <laughs> so they are coming and entering and especially with yoga when the mind opens becomes enters a larger territory that's why ignorance is bliss at one point <laughs> you as the mind expands it enters the cosmic mind countless communicating minds with the mother even hemorrhage happening somewhere in somebody gets translated in a way in her um, body and mind and one has to handle mothers used to say thousands of queries are actually coming all the time not for her it was a conscious cry for help and she had to respond to it so shobindo was asked does she remember all of them he says no then it is it is maddening if one has to remember but it's not like an encyclopedia but if necessary she can recall it but it, usually one just replies answers answers and uh, when she said she, there was a problem in new york she yeah. had a pain in her shoulder yes yes so when we enlarge ourselves into a cosmic consciousness then we become acutely aware of this shubindra even goes on to say i am the stab that somebody experiences i feel it the joy of someone else i experience i experience it i am the life of the village and the continent so what is the way the way is to uh, now how to handle it how to respond to these queries so all these are valid questions so what is the way to do it respond if you live within in the you know with the eye of the soul and keep live streaming out peace 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 doesn't matter <laughs> whatever is the thing streaming in ultimately human beings need peace the world needs peace that's why this was inbuilt within indian civilization that you know and mother speaks of that shanti shanti now once a ground is built your matrix becomes full of these uh, Uh, light and peace then there is nothing to be done consciously because whatever comes and touches it goes back and bounces as peace 
peace. Buddha's presence is peace. So this is the approach. But first the ground must be made for which one has to learn to step back. So that's what Savitri is showing us the first step. Learn to step back and not rush into every call. And the heavy business of unnumbered lives and all the thousandfold commerce of the world. So this is a secret commerce going on, what is called as interchange. There is the mental interchange, uh, which is still okay, but vital interchange. So vital interchange is um, when we mix closely with people. People don't realize, you know, this... uh, I have seen... uh, and I've never understood how on phone for half an hour with totally unknown random people, some relative calls you and there are people who can talk for half an hour and meaningless things. I can understand if there is some sense or some or somebody who is closely connected to you, but absolutely random calls, meaningless. Even after the conversation is over, okay, how is the weather there? Then a new thread will start. Then the person is not asked, you are saying, how is the weather here? And then when it's time to put down, I'm telling you a typical conversation. Mm -hmm. And one of the things which is most annoying about, uh, I don't know how it is outside, but Indian homes, I must say. Everything is over, dinner is over, you are served that uh, cardamom to eat and, you know, it's like saying, okay, bye-bye. And you have said, okay, goodbye, we'll meet again, aujo and all. You come out. So the the people in the house also step out. (laughs) (laughs) No. <laughs> See, everybody knows what I am talking about. Just before you are leaving, you suddenly say, by the way, you know, or some, some such comment. Something like, where did you get these shoes? Or some random comment. 15 minutes discussion will go on because it will again take another route. And there are people who are standing outside. Um, some some um, insignificant something. This is the state of the human mind. So when you see it, you wonder, engaging in yoga, first you have to learn to disconnect from all these things, totally random events, triggered by just a little sight here, a little sight there. Oh, where did you get this wall painted? Oh, this is a nice thing. So this is how it goes on. What a chaos. So thousand and all the thousandfold commerce of the world. This is a secret commerce. And people with whom we intimately converse, especially animated discussions or what goes in the name of what we call as love. So there this vital interchange can be very tricky. If one is uh, developed, one tends to lose. It's a different thing in love. Uh, loss and gain are often balanced out. Uh, or, and if one is not developed, then you, one tends to gain. If you are, you know, engaging someone. <laughs> like with mother, she would play, do everything, but very consciously. I think yeah. we should continue on. Yeah, 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 some more. Even in the tracks of sleep is scant repose. He marks life's steps in strange, subconscious dreams. He strays in a subtle realm of symbol scenes, his night with thin air visions and dim forms he packs or peoples with slight drifting shapes and only a moment spends in silent self. So this is what we were saying that only a few moments consciousness goes into the depths and touches the silent self. That's what rejuvenates it. And that's why chronic sleep disturbances is so dangerous. Because whole nature starts becoming turbulent, restless, uh, abnormal conditions. Precisely because, uh, you know, that silent self is not being contacted. Of course, those who are accustomed to meditation, you can do it, you know, um, through meditation. But it takes time. We'll read this page, something. Yeah. Yes, until, until that yeah, last line, I yeah, think it would yeah. be beautiful, yes. Yeah. Adventuring into infinite mind space, he unfolds his wings of thought in inner air, or, traveling in imagination's car, crosses the globe, journeys beneath the stars to subtle worlds, 
takes his ethereal course, visits the gods on life's miraculous peaks, communicates with heaven, tampers with hell. Such a real graphic description. In synthesis of yoga, Shubhindo describes this whole thing very beautifully. He says, when we begin to go within, is there in the yoga of works, the first thing that we encounter is the disorderly order. We call it an order, but we see a total chaos. We have to just observe our mind one day. The way it runs chaotically from... That's why one of the simplest things is how to concentrate the thought in a certain direction, along a certain channel, over a certain idea. Meditation, simplest of things. Even in discussions, you'll see how people are running completely in a different direction. So learn to focus the thought on the core idea. Weave around it. But this itself is a big work. And imaginations and all these things, um, gods and heaven and hell, everywhere it goes. And then he says something very interesting. This is the little surface of man's life. This is the little surface of man's life. He is this... And he is all the universe. He scales the unseen. His depths dare the abyss. A whole mysterious world is locked within. Unknown to himself, he lives a hidden king. Behind rich tapestries, in great secret rooms, an epicure of the spirit's unseen joys. He lives on the sweet honey of solitude, a nameless god in an unapproachable fane. In the secret aditum of his inmost soul, he guards the being's covered mysteries beneath the threshold, behind shadowy gates, or shut in vast cellars of inconscient sleep. So this is this keeps us tied to the surface, this entire play which has been described. And so long as we remain tied to the surface, there is little hope of, you know, we can use big words, soul is there and we can talk about all these things. But ultimately, at some point of time, we have to take the very first step, which is to step back. That's what the mother beautifully explains. First step is to step back. And she says, you look at this whirl of forces which are going around. So how to make sense of it? She says, don't try to make sense. Just see how much of it is really useful for the goal. So she says, you will see that 99% of the things, she doesn't use the word 99%, but most of it is useless. It has really nothing to do with the goal that you are seeking. So for keep stay focused on the goal and see that most of the things are so transient, so temporary, whereas the goal is eternal, it's so vast. And if we really value it, we'll see that most of these things after a while rise, fall, go. But to stay focused inside, this is what she says. I feel that it is self-defeating to be too conscious of what's happening yeah, yeah. in the government, in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is another way of tying ourselves to all the... And second part is most importantly, we must understand that what we are seeing, whether through media, through any kind of... None of it is will be true. We should start with this axiomatic assumption. If we have to make the an assumption, we should start with this axiomatic assumption that the world is still governed by forces of falsehood. Still governed. This is a sad fact. Now, yes, good things are happening. Divine will use many things for the ultimate good. That's different. But our preoccupation should be first to open that eye that can see. Right now, we are like Dumatsena, blind. <laughs> and we see and we don't understand. Then we react, adding more and more, you know. So, we must wait and, you know, behind everything, behind this dance, this world which is carrying human beings like fly upon a storm. That's how the mother speaks of it. And yet, beneath the threshold are so many wonders awaiting us. 
and so beautiful description toward the last few lines the immaculate divine all wonderful casts into the argent purity of his soul his splendor and his greatness and the light of self-creation in time's infinity as into a sublimely mirroring glass so it is through the soul that he pours into us all the beauty and splendor and peace and light and everything so if ultimately we feel a little bit on the surface but the right place where one should drink the honey is to go deep inside that's where we have the pure honey from the lotus and we can drink it from the divine mother's hands shall we end with the last this line this last line yes man in the world's life works out the dreams of god so the only difference is whether we become conscious instruments or unconscious ones unconscious means we are tossed and twisted and turned by all the forces eventually because what is nature nature is also a conscious front of god she will end up getting it done or if we are conscious then we participate we have the joy there is no more the suffering and we know what is the right thing to do otherwise nature will end up doing right here is in terms of what will help the divine plan ultimately fulfill itself in that sense it is the right it will end up doing it but through so much pain suffering misery and through such a long and complex process but when we are conscious it is done swiftly smoothly we happily we collaborate collaborate joyously so we'll stop here but i must say that for those uh, i'm sure all of us are interested the next two and a half pages take <laughs> yes take us through what more is there so just a few lines i'll read and then we'll stop Very but good. all is there even god's opposites <sighs> he is a little front of nature's works a thinking outline of a cryptic force all she reveals in him that is in her nature all that nature right from uh, the lowest ranges to the highest nature sends to man handle this handle this handle that so all man's her glories walk in him and her darknesses man's house of life holds not the gods alone there are occult shadows there are tenebrous powers inhabitants of life's ominous nether rooms a shadowy world stupendous denizens a careless guardian of his nature's powers man harbors dangerous forces in his house the titan and the fury and the jinn but at the end comes the master line but there is a guardian power there are hands that save calm eyes divine regard the human scene so all this one has to encounter when one goes within it is not like you know Uh, feel good uh, yoga sit down take this mantra you'll feel peaceful nice tranquil music if it is still only this stage is going on then it is really infancy <laughs> you have to get past that feel good factor have you know walk in real time this is a journey in real time and as one goes deeper and deeper all these things wake up the gods come to assist because they realize now here is somebody who is getting ready and the titans start opposing it becomes the field of a battle the battlefield the devasur sangram and yet he reminds us and yet there is a guardian power there are hands that save calm eyes divine regard the human scene so don't Uh, advice that should be done repeatedly don't try it on your own lean upon the mother her grace and if one has not formed this habit no i'll do it myself yoga is not a i'll do it myself 
because things can come and completely upset the world. So when we have learned to open to Mother's grace, she knows how to really handle these. She is the master. If this is nature, she is super nature. So she knows how to take care of all these elements. The beast comes and looks at her and says, I'll become your vahana. The asura and rakshas come and says, take my namund balani, remove my ego. And, and if human consciousness tries it all alone, then uh, you can, we can understand. I have seen in my, my own life that some things to be gotten rid of would take a tremendous tapasya and maybe many lives and yet mother lifted them just like that in an instant she took it away and another one and another one yes absolutely true and she does it in ways which are incalculable yeah you don't even we realize we could have it. even imagined ki no. this could be a way yes only she can do it yes yes <laughs> she can take you through a trapdoor into freedom it's unimaginable. Yes. So this is, uh, the more we get into this journey, it's so wonderful. It's a journey in real time. Yoga is not an easy to do step one, step two, step three process. <laughs> we can see it is to wade through, just to close with one experience of Sahanadi, what these forces are. So one day she, she sees at night that there is an ocean and she is caught up in it. And she's jostled by beasts, all ungainly beasts, and they're all around her. And she doesn't know what to do, whether she can really reach anywhere or not. And she feels so lost and frightening, whole image, you know, imagine all around there are beasts. And then suddenly she remembers, but Shurabindu is there. And as she remembers him, ki, you have to take me to the other side. It's not in my hands. And then she sees that while they continue, a passage is created and she sees on the other side, Shubhinder and the mother. Chotnarayanji once mentioned something very similar. That he sees that uh, there are a lot of people all around and he is also there. And suddenly he, there is a cry all around Jarasandhaya, Jarasandhaya. Jarasandhi is a, of course, a Mahabharata character, but he represents something. Which, uh, the joining of the thighs, it's a union of the beast and man. So that kind, Jarasandhaya, Jarasandhaya. And everybody starts running terror-stricken. So for a moment he also, you know, feels a lot of fear, where to go, what people are running. And then he says, Shurbindu and the mother are there and then he sees suddenly the scene changes and right across on the other side there is Shurbindu and the mother and all becomes calm. So the thing is because people would read and oh my god this is the first step. Yes but first step, second step, all steps let it be her steps. Namaste. Namaste all. Namaste. Namaste.